terrible. I know I'm terrible. It's okay. Not as terrible as uh, America. 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 This season on America. It's this is the this is the postseason reunion where everyone just beats each other up. No, 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 no. New concept in reality TV. We start with that episode. <laughs> we start with that. And, and then, then we have <laughs> 10 more just like it. It's just people hitting each other. It's just everyone punching Nazis. Let's start with the bright side, Sean. I'm going to ask myself, how am I? I'm alive. <laughs> I had a great meal <laughs> for dinner. Let's start there. Okay. What did you do today? Did you Did you eat? Did you have food? I had food. Was it tasty? I had leftover craft mac and cheese. Oh, that sounds amazing. So good. They say the American dream is dead. I say, have you had Kraft macaroni and cheese? This episode brought to you by Kraft. Please send supporter us. Supporter of the Dakota Access Pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you're a supporter. Actually, I am too. I have a, I have a five pack in my pantry. You have to shop at... You have to buy the Bramft brand of, I don't know, off-brand craft. Oh, anyway. Brand. That's my favorite at Kroger. If you um, somehow started this and listened to it for almost two minutes and were like, what is this? It's Surviving oh, President Trump, a podcast. Welcome. Yeah, but it's so much more than that. It's the 11th week of it, actually. But the first week... Of it. (laughs) Sean's legit crying right now. It's not funny. I would like to start with all the bad news, and then we can end on a high note. How's that sound? Do you got high notes ready? There's one high note that I thought of that I can think of, but I want to save it. Okay, I think I have one too. Yeah. I think you know what it is. It's the only good thing that happened in the last two days. Uh, I'm going to be surprised. I'm just going to be surprised. So, do you know what one of the first three things Trump signed is? Yeah, he made it legal to appoint that guy as Secretary of State because there's a rule that says you have to be out of the military for at least seven years to avoid any sort of, like, impression that the military controls part of the government. And he said, fuck you, and it is now written. Yeah, that's not a thing anymore. But you know what else he signed? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Don't look I at don't know. He I don't know. He made his inauguration day, just January 20th, 2017, a National Day of Patriotic Devotion, officially. At gunpoint? <laughs> like... <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> all right. Now... This is this is what he signed. Someone put this in front of him as this is the first order of business. And he okay. said, sure. Now, therefore I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim January 20th, 2017 as National Day of Patriotic Devotion in order to strengthen our bonds to each other and to our country and to renew the duties of government to the people our constitution is written on parchment, but it lives in the hearts of the American people. There is no freedom where the people do not believe in it, no law where the people do not follow it, and no peace where the people do not pray for it. And with that, all the wounds were healed, all the divisions mended, and now we are living in a new golden age of America. Patriotic devotion. I mean, it solved all the problems that we have been talking about the last 11 weeks. was told by AppleCare (laughs) that I could walk in here, get my phone fixed. Did you see... uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) What is happening? This devolved into something other than what it... There's a meme... Of a picture of the choir that sang at the inauguration, and it's all white ladies, and oh, people yeah. tweet it, and they put the little music note emojis, and they say, I was told by Apple Care. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's that vine, it's just like, there's a bunch of things. That's what white ladies do best. Yeah, actually, let me see if I can find that vine. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Do you know any other bad news? Actually, first of all... <laughs> well, yeah, Trump was elected, was inaugurated as the 45th president of the United States. Uh, oh, I just thought of another... I just thought of three good things I can share at the end. Three? Three! I know, right? There's oh so much God. terrible things happening right now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> wow, bitch has got problems. Yeah, she She's got a, a stroller that I She's could beating her stroller. Come to the store and get a cart. And she doesn't know what else to say, so she just bangs the cart one more time. Did she say cart or part? Oh, uh, maybe part. Hand. Yeah. I think she's just banging. Oh, my, I don't care that I could walk in the store and get a cart. <laughs> yeah, I think it's part. Terrible. <laughs> I think it's part. What part do you need? She Are they just going to hand her a part? A part. And <laughs> she's going to install it herself? I don't think so. You think she's, I think she's tech savvy enough to do it, Is she you? tech savvy enough? Because she's sl- pounding her palms on her stroller. Yeah. That- you know it's a bad week because I have over 30 articles saved in the past week and usually. Yeah. They're all terrible. I have a lot less. Uh, let's see. Uh, what other terrible, awful things have happened? No one shot Trump. Is that too? That is terrible. <laughs> I was waiting for. I was watching. Did you watch? Yeah, I watched. You watching? Yeah, I was watching. I my job. <laughs> I was watching it, and I was just like waiting and waiting, and I thought, okay, now's the moment. Now's the moment. Someone's gonna take him out. And it didn't happen. But that also means that. Three to five of my other favorite people are still with us. So, yeah, you know, no one got hurt. Yeah, um, I feel like. Oh, I just thought of a fourth thing. I'm a terrorist now. I just, <laughs> I just feel like you're a radical. <laughs> I feel like I just wouldn't care if he died. Like we assassinated, we can assassinate JFK and MLK and Lincoln, but we can't assassinate Trump. Why, why do we protect these people? I don't understand. His words and his actions have caused so many people harm and discomfort. I mean... No one's gonna... I know. I would have to reconcile that. Like, if he does die, if he is shot, I'd have to be like, can I feel compassion Are for we gonna, any other human like, like this? Is there gonna be a funeral? Like, like a of course ch- there would be. Like He's a, inaugurated. There'd be a whole big like, thing. But <laughs> it would be so wrong to, like memorialize someone so bad it'd be the same people that showed up at inauguration it'd be three doors down toby keith just three doors down crying for 30 minutes the mormon tabernacle (laughs) choir that's their shit it's fucking funerals oh my god i'm on a list now (laughs) you're on a list i'm on a list you are on a list terrorism list um we got some weird follows and likes on surviving president trump lately i don't know if you noticed we got some weird names like fake sounding names on there. But welcome. Yeah. So if you're, if you're real, I don't know if you are, but yeah. Welcome. Um, what other bad welcome all kinds things have happened? Oh, that press conference. Uh, oh, buddy. Oh, that's some real fucking sci-fi shit right there. That's shit I've only seen in the movies. Yeah. That's shit I've only seen in like a. I didn't believe watch this it. Guy? Did you actually watch it? I watched. Yeah, it's only like two minutes long. It's like the shortest fucking thing ever. I just he, don't want to watch it. It's it's horrifying, but like the best part for me is the reporter because the claim that Sean sh- not Sean is it Sean yeah Sean Spicer 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 makes is there no one counts how many people showed up and at the end he says it was the most attended most watched inauguration <laughs> and the reporter's voice that you can barely hear in the mic is but you can't say it was the most watched if there aren't any numbers and he just like walks <laughs> off and I'm thinking like. <laughs> Okay, at least <laughs> Yeah, at least someone is like thinking logically in the in the but audience. You can't, like, but you can't say there are no numbers and say it was the most watched, most attended inauguration. You can't say that. So, someone, I don't know who it was, but praised them for just saying it loud enough for the mic to pick it up and to be to survive forever on the YouTube clip. That is the atrociousness. For those of you who do not know, Joanna who <laughs> doesn't pay attention to the news at all. Right. Um, Sean Spicer is the press secretary. He... If you've seen The West Wing, he's that... He's CJ Craig. He's not as cute or as fun as Alice and Janney. 
He's not Allison Janney. He is, but he's not as cute as fun as her. Oh yeah. Or okay. as smart. Were there okay, yeah. Yeah, she's she's the press secretary. So he's her. He comes out and he puts up like the com- the pictures of the no, not even the comparison photos, just like the pictures of the inauguration. He goes, "There's some fake news out there that this inauguration wasn't like well attended and it wasn't as attended as Barack Obama's." Well, yeah. that's just not true. And he's like, "The reason, the reason, Sean, the reason that everyone thinks it wasn't well attended," he says, "is because you can there, there are these white like tarps that were put on the ground to protect the lawn." that they weren't used before. So the white shines through the people and it makes it look there are fewer people. When in reality, it wasn't a white tarp, it was KKK members. No, not that's not reality, but that's <laughs> the meme that I keep seeing. Oh my God. Um, so that's his claim. But if you look closely and you look at the high-res image from Obama's inauguration, it's people. <laughs> not blank space. Yeah. So it's an outright lie and Chuck Todd confronted Kellyanne Conway on Meet the Press on Sunday and she used the words, well, we have our, we have alternative facts. And Chuck Todd is like, he like made a noise and Kellyanne Conway was like, uh, you're laughing at us and that's the whole reason that we don't trust the media and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he goes, I'm not laughing. I'm just befuddled. (laughs) It was the best. Yeah. We need to stop airing even putting online Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and everyone. The only Kellyanne Conway I am comfortable with is Kate McKinnon's version of her. Yeah. I like how they finally changed her from unwilling accomplice to fame whore. They just had that moment of like, oh, yeah, like, she's oh actually, no, she's evil. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps doing it. <clears throat> yeah. Like the moment, cause, and they even addressed that. I think in the SNL skit, they're like, you have like, you can really exert power now. And she's just like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me. <laughs> yeah. But being someone that is very familiar with Chicago, and I know that song really well, it was great to hear uh, that rendition. What's the, uh, what's, Roxy. The, what's the original? The name on everybody's lips is gonna be Roxy. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I... Um... <laughs> I was watching YouTube on Chromecast, and I was like, oh, Sean Spicer's Live. There's another press event. And I wouldn't watch it, but it was titled um, that it was going to be their plan to replace Obamacare. I was like, oh, I really want to know what that's about. So it starts playing, and he's just (laughs) answering other questions. I don't think they have another. I think that title was a lie. I don't think they actually have a plan they're announcing. But he's just talking about how Mr. Trump, knows what it's like to be elderly and be on social security because he's hired so many people. And the thing is, and he I'm like, what does it, does it make any sense? And he was just going on about how it's unfair. Like the election coverage was unfair. Like you're still talking about the election. He just berates, he was just berating the media again. Did he answer questions? Yeah. The thing about, Social Security was an answer to a question. Okay. And he just, on it Saturday, came back on later because Chromecast always is that thing where the video ends and it's like, we didn't finish watching this. And it goes back to like a previous video. Oh. And I was like, oh my God, stop. So I accidentally watched the part where he was braiding the media again. So it's, he's never going to stop. He's crazy. Hostile. They're crazy. No pre- when was the, I wonder when the last time a press secretary was that hostile openly. I feel like it's happened because... The press corps is a relatively new development in our democracy. It used to be you could just walk into the White House and talk to the president. And then they were like, whoa, that's a lot of people. And they invented cameras. And they were like, okay, we need to like formalize this and put them in a separate room away from the president and have everything filtered through a press secretary. But the goal of the press secretary is to represent, to be that middle ground between president, the, the administration's like facts and information and like making the press feel like being heard and that they are giving be, being given the facts. Whereas now we've got not only like they did, couldn't wait, they couldn't wait to deliver false information. Day one, they're just like, this is the administration you wanted. Here you go. And uh, what the good, so the good thing is, I guess is all of the news, the, the real news that I've been 
viewing and frequenting, like they all like called it out for what it was. They're like the Trump administration day one lies. Like, so that's cool that there's like a backbone and CNN and a bunch of other things aren't, aren't broadcasting the press events live, I guess anymore. And the Washington post and some other articles went up about how they have to completely attack reporting differently now because it's just a propaganda machine at the white Mm -hmm. house at this point. Even Fox News, that Chris Wallace guy called someone out on something, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I think it was like when he talked about how CNN's not fake news. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, CNN's not the best, but it's not the worst. I mean, everything's terrible, but whatever. Truth. Um, it's truth. I was going to say something. Something? I have an idea. Ooh. So is it how to I got go? into some really annoying arguments on Facebook today. Not even arguments. Like there were a few things that I said and then I stopped responding or like I just read something and I was like sitting at the comment box for all like I'm not going to say anything. So I'm going to be them and I just I don't understand. <laughs> try to try to convince me and I'll throw out real real reasons that this guy told me that the Electoral College is better than the popular vote, okay? <laughs> I'm going to try. I've heard, I've heard two conflicting arguments, one on each side of the debate of why the, why the Electoral College is still valid and why it's not. See, I assumed you'd be like, that's ridiculous. The popular vote is obviously more valid. Well, so it's weird. So in the days after the election... I don't know if you want to go here or you want to play the game Go first. for it. But the days after the election, I heard someone kind of explain, like, well, the reason the, the Electoral College works is because it helps underrepresented people get represented. So he, this person was saying that in the cities, there might be more... There might be... So there's more white people everywhere. But the votes in the cities, the electoral votes in the cities count the same as in the country. So the argument was the voices in the city have equal weight to the voices in the rural communities. But I heard very shortly thereafter that, like within a couple of days, how another line of thinking, it actually favors white people always because white people right now. Yeah. uh, You don't understand. Yeah. Um, it's very simple. It's not hard, okay? Not to come... I'm not coming no, for you. No, no, I'm just no. so frustrated. Yeah, what's people your, don't understand what's... how simple this is. If you have a system where a number of people represent a larger number of people and they just... Winner takes all, a bunch of votes, it's not going to be fair. It's going to be... <laughs> like, in Colorado or whatever, there's one electoral vote for, like... 20 people in like California, there's one electoral vote for like 500 people. So a Colorado person has like 40 times the voting power of a California person. And it's like, oh, well, we need to represent all the smaller states. But like, that logic doesn't follow if you follow it all the way through. Like, if everyone lived in one state (laughs) and there was like one guy in all the other 49 states. That'd be really fucked up. It doesn't make any sense. The federal government represents all of America. So if more Americans vote for something, that should be the federal government. Because more of us live in cities. (laughs) More of us are affected by these rules. Like, not to mention that I don't even give a fuck. Even if there were more rural people, they're still wrong. Like, obviously, they have some stupid fucked up views on things. (laughs) Sean's going there. (laughs) It's not like... I have they a question. Sh- oh, I hate it. What? what is the, have we, do we know, I don't know this. What is the algorithm for figuring out how many electoral votes a state has? It's supposed to be based on the census. I don't know what the algorithm is. Because it like has the, changed in the past. Yeah, because at this point. But it's not like even at all. Yeah. The other so, thing is history. Let me hit you with the history. <laughs> During the Civil War or whatever. Like, part of the, as I understand it, maybe it's not the Civil War, but at some point, as part of, like, keeping the South happy, we decided to have the Electoral College system 
so that the South could count the slaves oh, yeah. as part of their population. Three-fifths. No, that's not even the that's same thing. That's not even the three-fifths compromise? Is it? Maybe it is. It, they count... I think it is. Maybe. I don't know. But every anyway, five slaves they can count, count as three. Yeah, slaves as populations. They have more voting power, but like only the white people vote. <laughs> so it's like these states that had effectively way less people had way more power, and it just like prolonged a bunch of shitty views like slavery, just like it is now. <laughs> it's like fundamentally a racist system. So whenever well, anyone's like, well, if we went by popular vote, then... We'd be like every other developed the people, yeah. nation. First of all, we'd be like every other voting republic. <laughs> the other thing is, yeah, then the cities would get to decide elections because They're, most Americans fucking live there. Like, and it, it's good. And we know that the higher populated areas are more diverse. They're more yeah. everything. And, so. like, it's good, it's going to be good for you as well. It's not like you'll well, have no representation. You'll still have all the representation in the House and the Senate. It's just, like, the president will probably be a little more liberal. I mean, there's very few things that that would not hold true. Like, city and rural areas being equivalent. Like, specific occupations, like subsidizing farmers. I, I'm thinking of, like, the city wouldn't vote for that because they don't have farmers in the city. They, but like things like that, but like, that's but like, reasonable. that's very, I feel like, but why? that's why we have, isn't that why we have a house and a Senate to represent the States? Like, that's the thing. This to piggyback off of your, yeah, your idea is that crazily favors. Why do we need, states? why do we need an electoral college? When we have if Senate. we have, so the Senate rep, yeah, the Senate equally represents all States. The House represents states based on population. Theoretically. And the Senate has more say in a lot of things. They have veto power over the House. They are like the next step of pushing laws through to the president. So why do we need an electoral college then? Yeah, it's just, it's weird, right? It's amazing. So what were some of the people, their, their arguments against you saying that we should get rid of it? I pretty much went over all of them. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, it represents, oh my God, they'll ask me this question that's just yes. Like, I'm like, yes. They'll be like, so you think like just because she won more votes, she should be president? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, it's stupid shit like that. Where they think it's obvious that smaller states should have more power. And I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. That's holding America hostage. Yeah. And a lot of politicians and a lot of states want to get rid of the electoral college. Like there's, so, yeah, there've been are. so many failed attempts at like pushing it through. Um, the, it, like I keep hearing like, well, it's not exciting. It's not sexy. Like no one gives a shit about it as much. Um, as anything else, right? Like as healthcare or whatever. It's not a sexy <laughs> amendment to go through the constitution when it could happen. I feel like most people would be like, yeah, change it. Because this is the second election <laughs> in two decades that has shown us weirdly how our votes don't count. Like that's the thing. It's not each vote counts. It's just going to keep happening more because... Yeah. Our population is moving more and more to these population centers that have less and less representation. Yeah. So. It's just the idea of like, so it's not, we, I, I don't pretend to think that we're a true democracy, but if we're based on true democracy, where it's a one-to-one ratio, yeah. then this seems like the natural progression of that goal. Right. Like it doesn't make any sense to it me. It doesn't make any sense to me that you're going to sit there. And try to convince yourself the electoral college is good. So I thought I thought electoral college back in the day in high school, like pre-Bush or like even pre-high school, I guess, we were taught the electoral college was invented to protect, so to like basically protect the republic from its idiot citizens. It could do that right? if it wasn't racist. Yeah. <laughs> so I grew up thinking like, well, yeah, that makes sense to have like the people that know better putting the people in power, right? Like we're voting for representatives, representatives choose our leader, but it doesn't even work like that. <laughs> These people yeah. are just electors. They're just like, they just sign up and they're like an elector and it's not like Bill Clinton is an elector. No one voted for Bill Clinton. 
Like, Bill Clinton is just an elector. Like, I don't want Bill Clinton, if I, I don't want him voting on behalf of me. I didn't vote for him. I'd vote for him, but I'm saying I didn't. Yeah. So it's just bizarre that it's not even like your representatives yeah. casting the ballots. And then Joe Biden has to, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. So abolish electoral college. We need a true popular democracy. Um, so that, okay. More people would vote. More Honestly, people would probably vote. Yeah. Cause they'd have, be like one person, one vote. Okay. It matters. Oh, yeah, it matters now. Election night wouldn't be as exciting. Sorry. It'd be longer. <laughs> It'd be like a week later. We'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but Which we should, let's be real. We should have a week to vote anyway. Yeah. Like, everything or, should be different. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> basically, I'm just real annoyed with how apparent it is about how much racism is baked into our system of government. Not only at the, every level. At every level. Not only the Electoral College. The Supreme Court. Yes. Oh, yes. I haven't. Thought given that sexism. What are, you, what are you talking about? I am talking about. <laughs> I was going <laughs> the Voting Rights else. Act. I'm talking about. Well, that's. I don't know if they can do anything about that. Just kidding. They're probably racist. I don't know. I had an example, but it's gone. <laughs> anyway, I'm talking about deep level. The way the system works, like even the House and the Senate are super fucking racist. The way those people get elected, because in the House, at least, at least in the House, <laughs> for the House. You have a state government, each state's government, which is elected by, like, nobody. Nobody fucking votes for that shit. Mm -hmm. But, like, old racist white people decide the legislatures of the states. They're, like, almost, like, 38 out of 50 or something are Republican-controlled. And they decide how to draw the district lines for oh, the yeah, federal yeah. House of Representatives. From the, yeah, from the very lowest So, like, levels. there's districts in, like, Alabama and South Carolina and shit that are, like, like one fucking block of houses, <laughs> like, across the state where all the black people live. And then, like, they condense all the black people into, like, these tiny little districts. Yeah. Um, and that I found out uh, mm-hmm. this last year that this gerrymandering push has been part of the Republican agenda for decades. Yeah. So, like, they've worked... Always. Long and hard to do this. And they've done a great job. Congratulations. People are like, oh, the Republican Party isn't racist. It's literally built on racism ever since the Democrats and Republicans switched. <laughs> the Democrats used to be the racist party. And then, I forgot what event happened, but like, they switched. So now the Republicans represented like the Lincoln. Southern, the South. Lincoln happened and they said, fuck you, Lincoln. We don't want to be Not known. Exactly. I don't know. It was, I'm sure that was part it was of like it. just before Reagan or like a few presidents before that or something. Anyway, it's annoying. So I hate it. we need to end gerrymandering. There's a federal case that I read about where they officially ruled. I think it was in Alabama that mm-hmm. ger- the gerrymandering, the district lines there um, were racist. So <laughs> that might happen this year. That might go up. But if it goes to the Supreme Court, um, that'll probably get struck down. And so, how would you draw a district? How I would draw a district is we're going to figure this out a right third now. Third party commission that's like nonpartisan is just like this is where people live. I don't know. <laughs> like, I would do it by. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Just squares. <laughs> One thing I would definitely do is try to figure out a way to... Well, I don't know if population would make sense. Like, equal equal populations. But you have, like, big cities. And then, like, you have New York City that has, like, 8 million people. And the rest of New York I has, think they're already... I think they are already that. It's just... Small, yeah. If you know, have 1,000 people, like, which 1,000 people? Just the black ones. <laughs> Condense them all into one so they only get one representative. Like, they already do that. Um so it have it's to be very difficult. more complex. But it would have to be like something nonpartisan, something you could that do it. isn't decided by a Republican party. You <laughs> could just do like I don't know why we don't use stronger math. Like you know all those like charts of like you know the during the election time when it shows you all the counties and how they voted, like red or blue. Why don't we do something like that where we, uh, the state votes for their there's like a pool of like 20 representatives. The state votes and then, I don't know, we just toss those representatives on the different colors of the map. That doesn't make sense. I have no idea. No, I, I, I see like where you're going. Let's like, use, like, real numbers. 
like equal representation, right? There has to be something where all like, the people that want you take the state and you split it up evenly based on <coughs> bless me, you the party split. So like if sixty percent are Democrat, they'll like sixty percent of your yeah. House representatives members are. But then you still want that local like. It wouldn't yeah, work because you need true. to have your representative for your district. You, so you need to have yeah, a district. Yeah. You need to draw lines. Anyway, it's just extremely racist the way it is now. Just let's just use McDonald's as like waypoints. That's my <laughs> idea. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, those are my two big issues: gerrymandering and the electoral college needs to go away. I feel like that would solve most things. Well, I mean, yeah, in the long term, it would be. Yeah, equal representation. We'd have true representation because right now things are so skewed that even the people you elect don't end up being your voice the way that you want them to. So things are fudgy. Yeah. Or I guess I guess if if each district is the same amount of people. Yeah. No, because it's still winner take all. Never mind. Anyway. Well, I'm trying to think. So we have... I, we I was, can figure this out. Wait, we're close. If each district was the same amount of people already, I think that's how it works already. I was thinking, like, then when they vote in the House, they could just take the population of their district and make that their number of votes. Yeah. If it, like, wasn't the same. I was going to say, if, if it is equivalent, if you But take... that still doesn't work because if you draw the districts weird, where you barely win a district then you're like, it's still like a winner-take-all electoral college type yeah. deal where, you know. Well, I was trying to think, well, if we start with like, if so say we have a popular vote nationally. What if you, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, anyway. it would have to be districts that aren't based on um, voter suppression and racism. I don't even know what you would, yeah. Anyway, so lots of things going on that they probably won't get fixed anytime soon. But yeah, so uh, the march. That's one of the good things on my list. Yeah. Well, okay. Hang on. Like the most people ever. Yeah, it was the almost most. three million, if not over that. Like um, around the world, the Antarctica had <laughs> a women's march. The biggest, yeah, the biggest march in U.S. history. Period. Period. <clears throat> Now, protest. that was cool. Like, I didn't do anything. I wasn't feeling great. Andrew went to Detroit to march, and I heard there were some good vibes, but I did have live coverage of... He actually went to Detroit? That yeah. surprises yeah. me. He, and um, I saw live coverage of the DC march, like, through YouTube. I saw the speakers and everything. Well, from 10 to, like, noon when I tuned out. But So let me quickly yeah. say, I was... Not, like, even connected to the internet basically all day until the end. And I was like, holy shit, it's the biggest thing ever. Because I went to the aquarium on oh, <laughs> Belle, Belle Isle, Isle, Detroit. And, um, Did you see Marcia? I saw with Colin. Was it, but, was it traffic-y? No. There's, oh. I mean, we just, it wasn't around the center of oh, the okay. city. So I don't know what happened there. But, yeah. Marches, what are you saying? Sorry. Well, no, I watched all the speakers, Gloria Steinem, America Ferreira, Ashley Judd quoted, Michael Moore. It was just like everybody. There was a lot um, of good shit. It's annoying. The pl- president of Planned Parenthood, um, women of color, women of Muslim faith. There's a nun. Like every like demographic of women. Yeah. Like a lot of demographics of women were speaking and talking. And even um, Janet Mock, who is um, a trans woman, she like had a great speech about like, don't forget, like, don't forget to widen your definition of woman. Like, and she's a woman of color as well. So it was really great to hear her voice and like some of the queer women that spoke and like the mom, it was just like really cool. And like, I know there has been some backlash because like pro-life women weren't represented, but like, that's, I think I, I'm okay with that. It was just so it's, I guess I'm, I might be like, first of all, I'm a man. Second of all, exactly. I don't have. I'm ignorant to like all the details of this because I haven't really super deeply read into like all of everyone's concerns. But what my feeling is is I don't get any kind of pushback or like 
critical thought about the march because it was just a march for whatever you wanted. Yes. It wasn't like there wasn't like okay, there was people that organized it, but it wasn't like this is what we're marching for. These are our demands. This is what we all think. It was like all these women are mad. <laughs> well, no, they did have they did have like very broad. They talked about um like, like interse- I know they did. intersectionality. Yeah. Like, there are different diverse needs and things. So this is an opportunity for all of us to collectively say, hey, we're here and this is how we are. Um, and like, I get it. I get that the really enthusiastic people that showed up were very, like you could paint a picture of what that kind of person looks like and asks like and what kind of, what shape their poster was in and what kind of pink hat they were wearing. But I think that's, we need, some sort of, I don't know. I liked that I saw so many pink pussy hats. Yeah. I was like, ooh, people are coming together. People are thinking similar thoughts to me. Like, I thought that as a man. Like, oh, okay. Like, that gives me hope. That gives me something to look forward to. And the fact that the even the organizers kept mentioning, like, you know, this is the first step. Like, this is a great first step, but we have shit to do. Um, yeah. Like, they kept reminding people that. And I'm hoping that, and there's like, a, you know, all these steps on their website that you can go women's yeah. March. And you know, the first step is to like send a postcard to your representatives, but there's going to be more to come. Um, so yeah, fantastic. Like I was not expecting the global. Yeah. I like, I wasn't expecting Trafalgar square in the UK to be like full of people. I wasn't expecting any other country to like do yeah. anything. And they did. And that's like, cool that they because i mean when brexit happened i didn't do anything i didn't march i know for brexit or whatever yeah. like those those millennials were crying and like they were devastated just like i was and i didn't do anything so it makes me feel warm and fuzzy i just can you imagine being you and your elected president and the next day <laughs> the biggest amount of people in the world ever just like march on the streets about how terrible you are. I mean, if I were me, I'd kill myself, but Donald Trump is probably thinking, this is the thing, right? He's not a typical person. Um, he's thinking like, oh, I must've done something right. <laughs> yeah. And he's stupid not, he doesn't aggressive get it. Tweets. He doesn't get it. He clearly doesn't get it. He keeps in his inauguration speech. Even he used the word Detroit to mean black people. And he used the word Nebraska to mean white people. And he built equivalency among those two things by saying that they were different. So it was just, He's so out of touch with anyone other than himself. Um, yeah. But I will say, if anyone's like woken up, it's I, I'm hopeful that the Congress and the Senate and the people who are below are like, oh shit, because how easily could have all of those people turned violent? You know what I mean? Like when you really think about it, like that is scary as fuck that 3 million estimated 3 million people just showed up in the most populated cities in the States and walked around peacefully. You know what I mean? Like that's scary shit because those people could have easily (laughs) stormed the white house. Like like, at least like half a million in DC, like potentially three quarters of a million in LA a quarter of a million in Chicago and like thousands, even in like every t- little city. Yeah. There wasn't even one just in Ann Arbor. Cleveland, there was one in Detroit, Ipsy. Ann Arbor, <laughs> Ipsy, Detroit, Lansing. Lansing. Yeah. Like if you follow Pantsu Nation, it was actually a good time to follow Pantsu Nation because you saw so many like little tiny marches. My like, favorites were like the one person in like blah, 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 Omaha, yeah. like whatever, <laughs> like Nebraska. She's like, I'm marching. It's my street. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. the one cute little lady. Just and marching. they're always like middle-aged women, and I love them because they're the ones that I voted for on the eighth. It's all the women who are like, and they're like, fifties and sixties and seventies and beyond who were really excited about Hillary. Like I voted for me in my interest, but like for them, a lot of it that too. Reminds like, me, I wanted to text you when this happened, but <gasps> I saw it's not that exciting. I saw I was pulling out from Meyer in the parking lot and. This lady pulled out in front of me, like not cut me off, but she just happened oh. to pull out in front of me. Um, I was like, oh, what a cute old lady. And then she had a Hillary for America sticker oh. on the back of her car. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I felt so sad. I almost cried. It was bad. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard being behind any kind of Hillary sticker. That was cool to see during the live coverage of the DC March too. Is a lot of the speakers had like the H, uh, oh, yeah. button or sticker or whatever, and it was just really cool to to see that. It would have been. I was hoping and praying that the surprise guest would be HRC, but she didn't. She show. the March. Um, awakened her from her Twitter slumber. Yeah, and she. I read an article today about how she, like Bill has been. They the Clinton campaign has been working more actively lately to like do the post mortem on the election and really she's been like watching presentations on like you know why she lost and like really thinking about it and analyzing it because she feels like she owes it to like the people that not only gave her money and time and everything but people who are just curious like how could this happen. So she's, like, certain to – things are turning. Yeah. And um, I think I heard that Bill was getting more involved with, like, the Clinton Foundation than he's been before. Oh. So, like, they're trying to, like, step up their game. And, and they're thinking they're going to yeah. be more um, in, like, a supportive role for, like, 2018. Like, they're going to be more, like, other people. Like, they, someone said – someone close to them said, you know, they're not – like, Hillary's not going to run for mayor of New York, like – even though the, this one guy who was thinking about running for mayor said if Hillary does that he's going to drop out because he <laughs> wants her to be mayor so bad. Yeah. But um, she doesn't have plans to run again. Like she's going to write and she's going to be like or like a supportive role, I guess, is her yeah. idea. But that was a second thing that I wanted to talk about was I just feel like it takes so much courage to – and just – I don't know. Like I felt like seeing her – I didn't know she was coming to inauguration. Like, for some reason in my brain, I did not think that, like, I I forgot that Bill Clinton was president and that the former presidents go. Like, I forgot all of that. And so when I saw her, I, like, teared up and I started getting really, like, emotional because I just thought... Did you see her, like, before she walked out, they had the camera on her and she was, like, standing next to Bill and she was just, like, super straight-faced, just, like... Well, even during it, they, so there were a couple of views of her and she was just, like... Well, when he was talking yeah. and being like American carnage, graveyard, like all the former presidents were like, Uh-oh. "What the fuck is going yeah. on?" But just seeing her there was really—it meant a lot to me because, like, she, yeah, she could have stayed hidden in the woods. <laughs> she could have just—I mean, she is keeping a low profile, but I feel like her intention isn't to escape necessarily. I feel like the the underlying intention behind it is to like reflect and to just breathe and to like also take a moment. Like if in she was super campaign, people right forget now. like the losing candidate in an election in America can't like immediately be this like icon of the resistance. Like that's right. re- that would be really fucked up. <laughs> like, can you imagine Romney? Yeah, if he was like, fuck Obama, like the day... Maybe he was, but <laughs> I don't know. No, he just conceded and he was gone for like yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, like, she's holding on to precedent a little bit. She On Saturday, at the march, she, like, already, I feel, as first day of him as president, tweeting about how she supports the march, mm-hmm. and we have to, like, keep fighting for our values or whatever, yeah. is, like, almost, like, going in that direction. Like, yeah. Already starting to like be a part of the resistance, which is crazy, but great. Well, she should be doing right. I know, but like unprecedented. And that is another thing I read was like how much we have her to thank for this march. I mean, she didn't. I mean, she didn't organize it. She didn't probably do anything directly. Half the women that march probably don't even like her. Yeah, right. Fifty-three. <laughs> well, maybe fifty-three percent of the women yeah. <laughs> of the white women. White women. Yeah, guys. Um, which I saw, I have some uh, Facebook friends uh, who are people of color, and they, I, I like their commentary, like, let's not forget, like, the tipping point, the white women, like, let's not forget, guys, like, yeah, it's a women's march, but, like, it's what's your a woman? fault. Yeah, um, which is really good to have that perspective, because that's something that, you know, I know, but I don't always think about, like, I, like seeing all the coverage, I'm like, oh, it's so diverse, like, oh, they have all these different types of women, but then you, like, think about it, and you're like, well, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, what I was saying was we have HRC to thank for that um, in a lot of ways because, I mean, of all, just she's an icon. Um, her history has been colored and marred by so many different people, but she went to the fucking inauguration. And she didn't, like, 
Like she could have brought a handgun. She, she didn't her, wear she, no pin. She re- she wore white. She's an angel sent from Suffragette. God. She let and then she left and then she went to the she even went to the ball. Oh my God! Did you see the ball? No. I watched and Trump was he like, like called her out right. Yeah, like, he was like, yeah, give her a, a round of applause and everyone like gave her like a standing ovation, and um, it was super weird. It was like. It was like the Trump that donated to the Clintons. Yeah. For a moment. Yeah. <laughs> it was that's that's weird. I heard about that and I was like, I don't I don't get that. But And like uh who's who's that, that NBC, the old guy? The, he's like Harold Ford. Hi today. Who's who's that that commentator? Dan Rather? Not Dan Rather. Um Anyway, that guy was all like analyzing what it meant. Tom Brokaw. Tom Brokaw, yeah. Jesus. He was like, I don't remember, <laughs> but it was just weird listening to the NBC broadcast of the inauguration where they would like, oh, it's just so exhausting because they'd like normalize it and they'd be like, yeah. oh, well, let's just talk to these Trump supporters. This is what they're, this is what they're saying. You know? And it's like, don't, they're terrible people. And that's the thing too. Like clearly like, okay. So how many, like, how many... <laughs> Day after the inaugurations are there where 3 million people go out and protest. Like, even Nixon's, like, that was, like, the last, I think, big protest after inauguration. And yeah, that it was, like, 100,000. Yeah. So, I think this is unprecedented, and this isn't the way that things have been going down. And I, I think growing up, like, in middle school and high school, I kind of, like, learning about... So, when I went to Kent State University, which, you know, four people died on May 4th, 1970, because there were protests of Nixon sending troops to Cambodia, even though he campaigned and saying he wouldn't send any more troops to Vietnam or anywhere, and he did. Um, Like, growing up in that climate, I kind of was, in a way, you think, like, wow, I wish our generation was engaged like that, was active like that, that people were willing to, like, stand up and hold signs and march and now it's like happening and it's like (laughs) it's horrifying but it's also really um i'm glad i'm living through this time because so many important things are being said and so many important things are being done and i i look forward to you know if, if we're still around in like 10 to 20 years telling others about this time like wow it was yeah. really cool to see people wearing like carrying around paper mache pussies and using RuPaul quotes to like hit home political points. Yeah. But also it's really cool that like this movement is really organized. It's like, have you, people are posting like real shit all the time. Like that number that Michael Moore keeps repeating to call Congress. Oh yeah. And like, he's always updating things and like, their switchboards are like always full now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like everyone's calling all the time. Like every and... group that I follow, but don't participate in is like, Hey guys, we're doing a calling campaign this right. week on, um, February 11th. That's a Saturday. Okay. Um, we should go to Planned Parenthood in Ann Arbor for <gasps> a counter protest. Yeah. Because there's some like organized like thing where they're trying to get people to protest Planned Parenthood on February 11th. So anyone that's listening, like, look up online. Sorry, I don't know, like, the official thing, but, like, Planned Parenthood if there's a Planned Parenthood protest in your area, plan a counter-protest. If there isn't one, if there is one, go to it um, on February 11th, I believe, is the date. It's a Saturday. But that's just one example of, like, a little thing. I also saw people, uh, I think it's regulations.gov. People are just, like, being more aware of all the shit that's already out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tried to um, I tried to look at a bill, a proposed bill on congress.gov, yeah. and it crashed. Yeah. People are sharing congress.gov yeah. shit all the time. Uh, I will say a lot of the alarmist stuff that's getting shared a lot is just, like, one crazy House of Representatives member that's, like, introducing a bill to leave the UN. But, but that, <laughs> that, that was introduced on January 3rd. Yeah. I looked at the date of it and I'm like, and like oh, that's introduced like... is just like it's written. Yeah. It's like you can propose a bill for anything. You can't. But Paul Ryan has to like put it on the schedule though. Like that's yeah. why it's so powerful because you get to decide what people vote on. And that's how the government works. But anyway, um 
regulations.gov, if you don't know. Yeah, what is this? I've it's, um, so the government has all, all the different agencies. That's why we have all the cabinet members to have all the different agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, apparently the way they govern is they have different like regulations that they impose <laughs> in like a certain way. <laughs> Like, how they introduce them is, like, they do something. And, but anyway, at regulations.gov, you can put your comments about certain oh. certain regulations that any agency is proposing. And the way the process works, they have to take those comments and reply to them and justify the regulation before it is official. Okay. So, you have more power than even your representatives in Congress and House of Representatives because this is outside that system. Uh, this is just like the EPA. You can tell them to like enforce certain rules or like not enforce others. The people have the power. You can search for certain rules or adjudications. It might be a little wordy. Um, <laughs> maybe you won't understand it. I haven't actually done a search yet because <laughs> I literally just saved this link. But that's the thing. Cool. There's another thing. <gasps> Things. Swingleft.org is an organization they have a real nice website like there's oh. shit like this everywhere there's like little little things where people chose their issue and they like organized around it where you find your closest swing district okay and you can um participate in like i guess they'll email you about like ways to organize to flip that district to the left so Close to Ann Arbor. Um, that's a big. That's a, that's one district. This is yeah. This is what a oh district. Oh my god! Is. Yeah, you can see it. So I'm just looking at this map. I'm just going to describe it. It it's in between. It's like in between cities, and it's like wrapped around like Ann Arbor. It like wraps around Ann Arbor. <laughs> yeah. See, they have and like look this, this little empty. Just, note. What district is this in Michigan? And he's a Republican. Of district Seven, Michigan Seventh Congressional District. It totally excludes Ann Arbor, but it gets like Northern Arbor where Brighton is kind of where all those white people are and West Lansing, which is like the white part. And then Jackson, Adrian, Dexter, all those like white towns. Yeah. So like, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) It's super racist the way that these districts are drawn. So at swingleft.org, you can sign up to like get out the vote in swing districts and make them more democratic and it's says, so close yeah it's right there so much more <laughs> yeah so this tool been... you can't like vote in these districts but you but can you like can help volunteer you can like volunteer um for example the representative for michigan 7th district which is republican controlled only won by fifty thousand votes that's which 15%. is 15 percent so it's not uh, and um you can defeat him in 2018 if you live in ann arbor so that's something you can do if you feel that. So, yeah, you can like fundraise, you can phone bank or volunteer, you can attend events to like so support cool. the left in that district. And, you know, I'm right handed, but I've <laughs> heard that uh, those lefties are more creative and more fun, just all sorts of things. So, Proud yeah. to be a lefty or a left-leaning righty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fun though. The other thing is Congress.gov is cool. You can look up who voted for what, mm-hmm. and if a lot of them. You think that everything is just along party lines, right? No. Yeah. No, nothing is. That's because they <laughs> listen. They actually some of them actually listen. Most of them actually listen to what people like. That's that's why this whole election is fucked up is because these people are listening to the loudest people in the room the loudest people at the town halls the people who are organized the people who can threaten them to make them look bad if they don't do what they say and this time around it was a bunch of fucked up opinions that are getting represented yeah that's why for certain stuff like these confirmations where like the precedent is you just confirm them like even if you have a democratic representative in congress you have to call them because they're probably going to vote for this bullshit. Yeah. Um, you can go to congress.org and just see, like, congress.gov, excuse me, and just see every bill that, like, is introduced or whatever. Um, and then you can click on the bill, and it'll have, like, the voting record or whatever. 
It might not be congress.gov, but like if you Google it, oh, it was um, ch- um, you'll find it. I can't remember. I've been to it a bunch of times. It was it's something else. It's not congress.gov. It's something else. But it's, like if you Google like Congress voting record, like you'll yeah. find it. Google's great. So, I yeah. fun fact: the little things that you don't think about until the president changes. <laughs> but I followed President Obama on Instagram, and. I, it was like the White House Instagram. And I was like, like the other day, I just had this thought of like, oh my God, I have to like unfollow it now. Like what the fuck? This is so stupid. I bet they deleted all of Obama's pictures. Like this is so annoying, but that's not what they do. The, oh, it's now it's, it's, um, like president Obama. Yeah. Like White House archive. Yeah. So that's still alive. And then there's a new one for president Trump. Um, but thank the Lord, because I was not about to follow that garbage. Yeah, I was about to unfollow at POTUS on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then I realized I was just following POTUS44 and not POTUS. Yeah. I'm glad that they do that. I mean, that makes sense, but it's also... Because, like, someone's password, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I all, also, the tweets, all the tweets that were like, thanks, I, Obama, or would be going at thanks, Trump. Yeah. I don't understand um, exactly how it works, though, because I feel like... Like, if you go to at Poets, he still has, like, 15 million followers. But I didn't continue following that account. So, like, in one day, did a bunch of people click follow up? I don't understand how... I don't understand. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I mean, if, what, 50, 60 million people voted for him, how many of those people are... Well, that's the thing, too. Twitter probably shows you, like, the new... Hey, like Donald Trump, then... Yeah, maybe. Also, I think there was some stuff, like where some people were erroneously following it. So anyway, you can check. Yeah. Just check. So little things like that. really interesting. Oh, also in another good thing that happened this weekend. Um, I don't know if they, they, I don't think they filmed it this weekend, but the Obama's announced the Obama foundation. Yeah. Which is really cool. And they're asking for everyone to go to their website and just basically tell them what you would like. their like, charitable um obama.org obama.org charitable giving to do and yeah add your voice click on add your voice on obama.org and you just write a little blurb you can blurb. just tell obama what inspires you or literally what you want them to do buy hillary a vacation to i don't know where she'd want to go i don't know like some remote island where she could read a book and write a book at the same time cuba Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, in her, um, I don't know if it was hard times, I think it was hard times, but she was on a bus full of a bunch of like diplomats and she sat by just the only open seat and she like asked this woman like how her, tra- like how, how was it getting here or whatever? And this woman goes, it'd been easier if you'd lift the embargo. And she found out this woman was like Fidel Castro's like sister or sister-in-law or something, but she's like a ambassador in the government. And <laughs> she was just like, oh. Okay, <laughs> like mm. I'm glad I'm sitting here. <laughs> so that's a fun story. Thanks, yeah. Hill. Um, any other good things that happened? Um, People spoke. The Obamas are doing great. Hillary's gearing up for something. Yeah. something. Oh, um, oh, yeah. What? Everyone needs to go to YouTube and watch the latest Broad City. I didn't see that. Um, mini sode, I guess. Like it's called Hack. Hack into Broad City or Hack Broad City. But it's like three minutes of them on election day or on inauguration day. And the best part, I'm going to spoil it for all of you. The best part is that they bleep out (laughs) anytime someone says Trump. (laughs) Like it's like a bad word. Oh my God. It's hilarious. She says like fuck and she says pussy and she says all this other stuff, but they bleep out Trump. (laughs) It makes me... So happy. I hope they continue that into this season because it's the only, like, don't give it any more air. That's incredible. You know? So I don't know who thought of that, um, Abby or Alana, but it was phenomenal. So I thank you for that joy. (laughs) So fun. I want to watch it again with you when we get off. We will. But yeah, I guess the last thing you can do is be organized literally with the Women's March organization. Um What's the website? So womensmarch.com slash 100 has the 10 actions they want to do Keep for the first 100. 100 days. 
Um, so Michael Moore wants you to call Congress every day. <laughs> so that's 100 actions for 100 days, but they have 10 specific ones. Um, one is write a postcard to your senator. And the so we've learned that letters and postcards and things aren't the most effective. Calling is the most effective. However, I think the idea behind this is it's a timed... It's a postcard campaign where everyone's sending postcards at the same time. So they're going to get flooded. Yeah. So it'll be like a thing instead of just like, this is a postcard. This is a letter I wrote. (laughs) But um, they have just the most beautiful graphic design. I'm glad they changed the direction of. To be a C. Well, no, but so I don't know if it was, I think it was SNL, but their logo, I think. I don't know if it was um, Colin or if it was Michael Che, but they're saying like, oh, it's so inclusive. But they literally have a white woman leading the red woman and the black woman in the logo. But on this one, they flipped it. No, it's but still... But it's not, yeah. It's not. But I don't think... I mean, I don't think that's... I, don't think, I think we're reading too much I into mean, that. I pick your battles. It's pictures of women. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's cool. Really, at this point... There's so much you can do. You just have to figure out what excites you the most and just do that. Um, and what's within I feel your like means? It's, it's overwhelming to be like, there's so much I have to do. Like, there's so many millions of us. Like, just pick the thing that you actually really care about. Like, yeah, if you like, don't. I don't think the. I, I think it's really um, unhelpful if you feel like you have to. I think the, 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 this website and just anything that's happening, I think the best approach is to figure that out. Like, figure out what you're comfortable with, but also, like, what the first thing you should do is figure out what issues are you passionate about. Like, what is your one thing that if you could see changed tomorrow, like, what's right. the one thing? Because that is so important. Like, don't necessarily jump on anyone else's bandwagon. Like, create your own and figure that out because your representative should represent you. Yeah. Um, and I would say once you choose that, uh, thing or set of things, most likely, yeah. um, use the, un the, in, what did we talk about last week? The document. Oh, indivisible. Yeah. Use the stuff from indivisible to like find your group or make your, yeah, group find your people because there are other take, people that yeah. feel the same way as you about that thing. You know, like one thing I learned about myself, and this is completely not related to anything, but I am a huge Star Trek fan. And so I went to a Star Trek convention. I like didn't even think, I didn't, I didn't ever think about how powerful it was to know that like everybody in the room likes the same thing. (laughs) Same thing when I would go to my, when I was in a fraternity in undergrad, I would go to like a convention and like you knew like there was one thing that everybody in the room, like all thousand of you or several thousands of you were into. So that is a really cool feeling. And I know you can replicate that online, but um, if you join an organization or you show up with and meet those people, it's just such an energizing, I mean, for an introvert like me, it was just like, what? I don't have to like make small talk. I can just be like, what's your favorite Star Trek episode? And they would, I would answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Find your tribe, bro. Find your tribe. And if you're a Trekkie, hit me up. Yeah. We need more. I need more of you in my life. I don't, there's no one. Just like no one. my boyfriend. I'm so alone. Didn't he send you something? He told me. He oh, did. yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool shirt. Yeah. I didn't understand it. He and I should all. get it. Oh, my God. We should order. Why did call Anyway, there's a shirt. Right I don't know why this is on a podcast. But there's one last really interesting thing. We're running long, but like, whatever. I wanted to, it kind of is a downer, but whatever. There's, did you hear about that um, four-year live stream that, wow, who is he? There's a four-year live stream for, like, Trump. There's, like, a camera just, like, outside uh, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, LaBeouf. He put it up? He put it up. Yeah. Oh, Shia! So there are a bunch of people, like, chanting or whatever, like, anti-Trump stuff at it when he was there. And this, like, white supremacist guy in, like, a baseball hat just, like, puts his face right up against the camera and just says, 14, 14 words. Which I then learned after uh, Shia literally yelled in his ear, 
the chant what? until he went away. I learned that that is a um, code to terrorist white supremacists. <laughs> Meaning, this there's like this quote from like this famous like white supremacist terrorist group leader <laughs> that's like, we need to keep the future like bright for our white children or something. <laughs> Keeping it white. Some shit like that. Um, so that's scary. Cause, uh, I didn't know that was like a, a code that, w- that was being used for that kind of thing. There's so, so much America first. I didn't realize. Yeah. Harkens back to. That's white supremacy. The KKK. Yeah. I mean, it's also like terribly. And if this is real and not just an edit, Dr. Seuss <laughs> used to make political cartoons with like his Seussian characters. That was like anti-fascist. Like there'd be like a Seuss kangaroo that said America first on the shoulder and it had like oh, wow. little kangaroos in the pocket and another kangaroo in that kangaroo's pocket that said like fascism and like the KKK. <laughs> like, cool. He was like an anti-fascist guy. Hey, Dr. Seuss. So it was weird to cartoons. see America first in that context from so long ago now that it's like coming back. Yeah. White people are bored. They've realized like it's a losing battle. So now that it's like the last, I'm hopeful it's the last stand. Because by the time this all blows over, which it's going to, I'm sure it's going to boil over before it blows over. <laughs> but by the time the, all the waters evaporate out of the pan, we're going to be such a mixed society. Yeah, I mean... I mean, they're still okay, going to exist. We're going to be a um, minority white country, but there's still going to be a huge chunk of white people. No, there's I know. Be so many angry white, white people. People are going to be the new Al-Qaeda. Like that's what that's where we're going. We're gonna have so many yeah. brown people in the world that the white people are gonna be the minorities, and they're gonna be like, "Well, we gotta blow something up, guys." Like they they already do. I feel like the way the past few sentences were framed, it ties race to terrorism, which is not real. Let's put that out there. But these like crazy these white people, these crazy white these people, crazy white people <laughs> sorry, are fucking crazy. Not yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but yeah. these crazy whites. I anybody who's like, I need to stay white. That that's what I meant. I mean, like people who join together in their whiteness. People, people who are like the only reason. That's the only reason. What about racism against whites? You're dipping your toe, as Aziz Ansari would say, yeah. into ra- uh, white supremacy, and you should just realize that um, there's no racism against you, and with that. I think that covers everything I want to say. Yeah. Uh, keep surviving, folks. You can follow us on the Twitter. It is... Surviving Trump 1. You can follow us on Facebook. Type in Surviving President Trump. You can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah, and <laughs> Google Play. And Google Play. And you can find Ooh, I know. all of that information and all of our past episodes on, on Surviving Trump... Wait, SurvivingPresidentTrump.com. Hey! So, um, should we do this more than once a week? Because I feel like <laughs> um, there's so much. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, we, um, we can do, we'll figure it out. We'll talk. Do you, I, I like mean, we'll, we'll do this more than once a week. If maybe someone out there, if someone out there says do this more than once a week, <laughs> that's the challenge. Yeah. I feel like there's just so much. This went over an hour. Maybe we can like have special event episodes when like something crazy happens. Like live coverage, like a live stream. Can we do Facebook live? Right, we'll, we'll figure it out. So look for, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. Okay. Bye. Yeah, bye.